Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a casual fan of Formula One for the past eight seasons. Opposite me is Rachel. And I've been a fan since the start of this season. In this podcast, we'll be having a good on that about all things Formula One, chatting about all the happenings in F1 and getting confused over the many technical regulations. Disclaimer, our engineering knowledge is very <laughs> limited. Oh. <laughs> oh, Chloe just messed the intro up. I don't know if I'll put that in, but... Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a fat... <laughs> oh no! Should I just keep rolling with it? Just, just stop again. <laughs> oh dear. I don't know how I managed that. I'm literally reading from a script. <laughs> Oh well. We've said it enough times as well, crikey. Oh, I did better last week and I did it from memory last week. You did it from memory? <laughs> I say last week, like three days well, ago. Three days ago, we're filming this early. Yeah, because I'm going to London. <laughs> London. London. Going down, down south. I don't... That's not good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just in a silly mood. <laughs> Probably because it's That's ten a... o'clock at night and you've been yeah. getting like no sleep. Yeah, uh, it's probably it. It was earlier. I went to, I went to get some rice and I just went in the fridge. <laughs> what am I doing? Madness. <laughs> anyway, it's the summer break still. Yeah, um, it's still the summer break. Uh, last, last time I checked. Last time I checked. <laughs> In case anyone didn't realise. In the last podcast, we discussed Drive to Survive Season 1. Yes, go listen to it right now. Do it. If you haven't listened to it, listen. if you have listened to it, listen to it again. And then come <laughs> back here. So I wonder what we'll be discussing in this podcast. Do you want to hazard a guess? I'm trying to think of something we to say and I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're discussing Drive to Survive season two. Oh yeah, that makes yes, sense. That would make sense. Woo! Consistency. <laughs> we have managed to binge watch season two in about two days. Yep. We see you say managed like it was something hard, but we we probably could have done it in one. <laughs> yeah, we did it quite well actually. It was yeah. not not like season one. That was a bit of a a bit of a slog. A bit of a slog. But overall, much preferred season two. Yeah, definitely. I think Netflix had found their feet. And, yeah, and um, I think having access to all to teams. All the teams. Major bonus. Banged it. And we'll get into the specifics, but that insight at Mercedes in some of the episodes was pretty good. <laughs> We'll discuss news as well, but 
considering it's only been three days <laughs> considering it's only been three days there's not gonna be a fat lot for us to discuss but we'll still do it because watch something coming up come out before this podcast comes out oh 100 percent. george russell will be confirmed at mercedes before this gets published for real, if that happens, then... If that happens... Wait till the end of the podcast and there'll just be me. <laughs> no, edit it in here. Ah, uh, edit it in here. Three, two, one. Rachel's going to scream now. Okay. If you have not heard Rachel scream, it means that George Russell has not been confirmed yet. Moving on. What, what, if, what, if, what, if, um, what if Bottas is confirmed? Because that could happen. Confirmed for Mercedes. Uh, I'll um. Whoop. What can I <laughs> As I'll in, clap your hands in excitement. I'll clap. Yeah, I'll clap in three, two, one. Okay. And if okay, you've okay. not heard Rachel clapping, it means that nothing has been decided. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Right then, where do we begin? I tell you where we begin. Episode At the very one. Beginning. Season two, which is called Lights Out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How inventive! We um, wow. Well done, Netflix. You've really, you've really used there. your big brains there. <laughs> we we really spend so much time just we watch the whole thing, and there's so many good things that Netflix do with it. But but it's no fun pointing those out. It's only fun pointing out every single continuity error. <laughs> Fine, there's one point where I was like, where Toto puts on a lanyard in one episode, and then the next camera shot, he hasn't got it on. And I was like, Netflix, you screwed it up, my immersion is ruined. <laughs> it's just ridiculously edited. But that's why it's good, so, episode exactly. one. <laughs> episode one. It's the usual episode one episode, where you sort of have a bit of an introduction, they're in Australia and has have a bad day another one another one although there was more focus on on daniel as well in this episode because he'd gone to reno and they're in australia which is his home grand prix also the last time that they raced at australia true because now covid's a thing (laughs) Mm. so um yeah, this was Daniel's first year at Renault. He went to Australia feeling, you know, I wouldn't say confident, but hopeful. He's never yeah. he's never been amazing in Australia. I mean, <laughs> nothing no standout performances from Daniel in Australia, which is a shame. So he was hopeful. And unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> if you remember that um 2019 Australian Grand Prix you will remember poor Daniel Ricciardo (laughs) I burst out laughing when he he, at the start and he goes onto the grass and he just dump 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 cars in bits and I, I, I just laughed because it was like the worst start imaginable honestly like it was a worst way like that race couldn't have gone any worse for daniel it's the Ricardo. fact that they built it up so much and daniel was like i can't wait i'm with a new team i want to do well for them and it was hyped up so much and then as soon as the lights went out he went on the grass and that was it race over basically yeah i also i have i have a note 
from this episode. So they show the, the like the plane fly over. Yeah. And the, there's a lot of houses <laughs> near okay. the circuit. And I was just like, what? Like, it's very unlikely that you wouldn't know there was a GP going on. Yeah. Say if you were a kid or something and you didn't know. Like, that would be terrifying. You think you're about to die. That plane's about to crash into your house. No, it's not. It's just, you know, they thought they'd fly over the circuit because there's some cars doing fast things in circles. It is crazy. What is interesting, though, that could be a thing of the past. Especially, you know, Seb, Seb's been very vocal about it. King. But as he should. You know, they want to be more sustainable, protect the environment. Why are they flying these big, empty planes over a circuit only for a few seconds of camera work? There's literally, there's no point in it. It's literally just part of the show. It's for the show, it's for the grandeur, but it's so pointless. <laughs> I know, I don't care if it's traditional or whatever, it's like, I'm, whatever, I haven't been watching it for very long. But there's, there's, what's the point in it? It doesn't add anything at all. I think, I don't know, last year if some of the, some of the planes did start flying on like more economical fuel to make it, make a bit more, not economical, more sustainable fuel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, economical. Oh God, it's late. <laughs> um, <laughs> random adjectives. <laughs> random adjectives are getting flown out here. Yeah, I don't know. Flown out or thrown out. Oh my god. <laughs> I said, I said, hey, I said flown out on purpose because we're talking about planes. Oh, it was, it was, it was witty. It was a pun. <laughs> it was Professor Chris Witty. Yeah. Oh god, no. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I do. You know, I'm not going to get into politics, but Chris Witty has probably had one of the most hardest jobs. In this country this year as one of the health officials. <laughs> nice F1 podcast. Oh, sorry everyone. <laughs> Wait for the general election episode. <laughs> it's funny because most of our listeners, I don't think, are even based in the UK. So they're just going to have no idea. Also... Let us know about your thoughts on Boris Johnson. <laughs> Also, oh, or not, (laughs) Um, whilst we're talking about the tradition of the planes flying over, this is a bit off topic, but I want to get your opinion on it. Obviously, you've only just started watching Formula One this season properly. When I first started watching, when I was much younger, one of the big standout things for me as a little girl was the grid girls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, this is very controversial, so feel free to edit this out. But as a little girl growing up watching F1, seeing the grid girls, I think it definitely skewed my opinion on the sport. I was still enjoying it, but it was very much... I was young and naive at the time, but to me it felt like, okay, the boys get to drive and fix the cars mm. and the girls hold the signs and look pretty. That was my perception of it so when f1 announced that they were changing the the initiative slightly to instead of having grid girls having grid kids i much preferred that and obviously i don't have an objection against them because obviously it was their work 
they were employed, that's how they made their living, but I think how they were portrayed. It's about the societal that Am I going to try and say this word? <laughs> this it is about the societal implications that come with it. Yeah, I don't. That I don't, was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an issue with grid girls. What I had an issue with was the grid girls, but when you saw how they were being dressed. Mm. And then you'd get people like Jos Verstappen. You know, there's that video of him going round. Oh yeah. What are you What are you looking at the car, Jos? And he's like, No, I'm looking at this beautiful girl. And he's standing there. Well, isn't there that with as well? Phone. That was she was like a presenter. Oh, I just for somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's not about. It's like what the girls can do. Like we don't have any objection against the girls themselves in a sense, but like when there's such a gender divide and gender disparity in F1 it's just not right to portray the stereotype like it pushes a stereotype no like I would I would be okay with it I think if there were more women in F1 in the in as drivers in engineering roles in you know head of team roles but there isn't and so putting women in those roles so prevalently and having no grid boys just pushes a very a very uh stereotypical view of women's place in motorsport absolutely and if you're gonna have greek girls have greek men as well and greek kids don't just make it only the girls can have this job anyone not even just not even just women and men anyone anyone literally anyone anyone i would any person i would not dare to air that opinion on twitter (laughs) because i've brought it up i think i might have brought it up once but when my friggin claire williams gunther steiner tweet (laughs) alone is enough why i will not tweet about these sort of things because as soon as i do i just get all of the men not all of the men a lot of men attacking going oh, this girl she only wants to bring feminism in, feminism into this keep feminism out of the sport and i'm like okay <laughs> equality <laughs> don't attack me <laughs> this is not what it's about <laughs> i just want equality Yee. anyway yeah. that was a bit of a <laughs> yeah a bit of so a episode track. one nothing super special i don't think it was just like Daniel Ricardo, and also just has, has, has and pit stops Didn't, in Australia. Was it great combo? Was it pit stop issues again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't learn. It's just it's Australia, man. They can't get the pit stops right there. Unbelievable. Anyway, but staying on has episode two has centered episode named Boiling Point, and oh my gosh, was I excited for this episode. Because you it got has to the learn moment. all about um, the rich energy fiasco. Oh, rich energy. Oh, 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 you know, oh, good, the world's best-selling world best-selling energy drink that everyone's oh, heard they're of. My, they're my favourite energy drink. Every time I walk into the shop, I see just stacks of them. Can't miss them, can't escape them. Honestly, like, I, I, I walk into them, I get smashed in the face with a can. I wake up. 
I drink rich energy. I go to bed, I drink rich energy. It fuels me. Rich energy has made my life better by 2,000%. I hope everyone realises. It realizes. fuels me. I hope everyone realises we're joking. <laughs> I don't drink energy drinks. <laughs> so I've never even had a Red Bull. I've had one once and never again. <laughs> <laughs> fair, I'd be interested in how it would affect me because of uh, how much Diet Coke I oh, drink on the daily. Oh, it's like on a completely different spectrum. Like, I had one. I mean, I've never taken drugs, but it felt <laughs> like it. Like, I was literally shaking from the sugar rush. You all right? Yeah, sorry, my, my, my chair goes back quite far. And sometimes, you know when your chair just goes back a little bit too far and you think that that's it and you're gone? <laughs> that was one of those moments. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Rachel nearly just injured herself. <laughs> one of these podcasts I will. <laughs> You'll just hear a crash. That'll be the end of the episode. <laughs> Next next episode, Simon's coming. <laughs> uh, so yeah, rich energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a mess. <sighs> I mean, where do I even begin? Even from the car launch with the CEO of Rich Energy, I think his name's William something or other. Right from that moment, I knew that that partnership was going to be trouble. Mm. You know... There on Haas, he was a willing sponsor. Did he put in like 65, like an initial investment of like 65 million dollars or something? Well, that's what they were meant to get. Initial, it's like a, the initial first. I don't know if that actually happened. I think the initial was like 30 mil, but by the time that they pulled out, it was has were due to have been given like 60 mil or something by rich energy it was just such a clown show like genuinely i mean rich energy are within their rights they are a sponsor i mean i'm i'm not a hundred percent on their contract specifically but if you're sponsoring someone and they're performing very poorly then you Mm. have every right to withdraw that sponsorship but it was just the way it was gone about. Yeah. And also, for, like, you should fulfil your contractual Oh, 100%. Duties. And it was like... Come on. Rich Energy, like, barely engaged in private talks with Haas themselves. How they acted was very much over social media. They'll just publish statements. Yeah. And Haas would tweet. be like, well, that's news to us. <laughs> you haven't told yeah. us. The tweet didn't look very professional where they were said that they've pulled out of it like it just not good <laughs> not not good so we've got rich energy and then we've got has uh in austria didn't have a good day in austria that went very bad for them they had no pace qualifying was all right but the race they were just dropping back and then we're in britain we're at silverstone and they clashed oh no has and then big man Gunter Steiner takes them um, to his office. Oh, here we go. That's what we've all been waiting this for. This <laughs> moment. 
is iconic. My family don't know much about Formula One besides from this podcast, but they know that moment. We reference this moment all the time. I can't even say the main thing because we don't swear in the podcast. But tell Kevin Magnussen that he does not smash Gunter Steiner's door. And if it was Gunter's choice, he would fire them both. So it's the iconic. usual has episode. It is the typical has is in a mess episode. There was one last season. There was one this season. There'll be one in season three. And there'll probably be one in season four. <laughs> Poor has. I, it's the has episode. That's it. It's a staple. Has, I, I really hope has don't do well next season as in the 2022 season because we need to just keep having the has episodes i bet i bet to survive i bet a lot of has's um income comes from netflix just showing their woes <laughs> oh legit <laughs> they'll be like yeah feel free to film us you know screwing up it's help it's keeping us going <laughs> So yeah, usual has episode, that was what it was, but had the iconic moment, which I legit have the transcript of in my notes page on my phone. He does not smash my door. Gene spends hundreds of his own money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I just... I just find... I do find it... It's almost comical how Gunter will continuously threaten to fire Kevin and Roman. And then the the season he does fire them, one of them gets into one of the worst accidents we've seen in years in Formula One. Like, you pick the timing's just awful. It's so annoying though because you're looking at this season, like I'm not, I'm not putting Roman or Kevin down. Clearly not performing. You know that clash at Silverstone where they boofed and. Gunther, you know, for seasons have been going, I'm going to fire them, you know, they're not performing. And yet he never did. Every season, people would expect, okay, they're bound to make a change. They're going to make at least one driver change. Nope. Both have been re-signed. <laughs> so to be fair, when it was announced that, bless them, they were both losing their seats last year. And then, kind of and then they put two rookies in, though. Oh my I'm, I'm, lord! Like it's still, I think I conspiracy theory, I guess. I reckon they were planning on just putting Mick in, maybe, but like that, I I think that's what they wanted to do. Just yeah. have one rookie and maybe keep Kevin. That's what I would have guessed. But I think because they needed the money and because uh, Daddy Mazepin was willing to bring in the big money, they decide to replace them both oh, i think that wasn't what they wanted to do their but. decision to pick them two rookies was solely for financial reasons <laughs> they they were desperate you know mick with that german sponsor big money mick is also mick schumacher so massive pr for Haas. i mean come on and then keeps Ferrari happy. It's just, yeah, money. Everything's about money. And cash is king. Cash is king. I just, I don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about <laughs> Gunther Steiner because he's iconic. I-, I can tell he's a nice guy. That's. I think if it wasn't for Netflix, he wouldn't be team principal as anymore. Well, this is the thing. I don't know how much longer he's going to remain. <laughs> like, I like him, but has he been making the best decisions at has? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. soon see. We'll soon see. There were rumours that he was. This was his last season, but nothing confirmed yet. However, if the d- the team has the has name gets dropped and Jean has pulls out, and then the Eucharist. What is it? Euralkali. Euralkali. <laughs> that's it. If they do become like the title, maybe then Gunther's gonna go. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Episode three. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So episode three is an interesting one. This one's titled Dogfight. Do you remember what it's about, Chloe? Is it something really ridiculous? Like, is it one of these episodes where it tries to put tension between drivers that isn't there? Yeah. Is Is it between Daniel and Carlos? Yeah, it's a Daniel Carlos episode. Oh my lord. Right, let's get into it then. (laughs) So, right. I can see why they would have a Daniel Carlos focused episode. Considering the parallels between the two. Both have gone to midfield teams. You've got... Sorry, microphone just fell. We're having we're having a day today. <laughs> it sure is a day. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I was just picking up my glasses to have a look at them. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they've both gone to midfield teams, new teams. McLaren is a team that performed poorly last season. That's performing better than expected. Renault's a team that was performing well last season that's probably worse expected there's parallels so you could see why they'd go through both them in the episode but why they made some tried to make some tension between them and you can tell because like when daniel's talking about carlos like you can tell he's been prompted to talk about carlos and prompted to try and say stuff like but it's like why there's what what's the point there's no I mean, it's funny as fans because you just know that it's all completely fabricated. Yeah. (laughs) But that's Netflix. They want to create drama. They want to intrigue people. They want to draw people in. But it's just funny. (laughs) Yeah. I think the quote quote of the episode comes from a random kid in Baku who (sighs) goes up to Daniel and is like, Daniel, I think that qualifying session was not good. Just say it as it is, kid. <laughs> Imagine saying this is that. A, yeah. Saying that to his face. It's like me going up to one of the drivers and just being like, yeah. That uh, that race performance you did today, yeah, that was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Not good, fam. But this was, this was after Baku where... Did he go out Q2? Why are you asking me this? Probably. <laughs> well, that's because I can't remember, Chloe. <laughs> it's too long ago. The other day was too long ago. Right, let's just make an educated guess. Daniel Ricardo in the Renault. Renault? 
Yeah, it's prob- it was more than likely that that's the case. Oh, just wait till you get to McLaren Daniel. <laughs> Pain. Ah. I, I get knocked down. And down. And down. I get knocked down. <laughs> Bless him. Um, yeah, so they went to... They, they looked at Baku and then they went to Barcelona as well. Made no, like, made no explicit mention that it was Carlos' home race, I don't think. I can't remember what happened in Barcelona. I really don't care for this episode because it just feels a bit like forcing it. Like, if they hadn't tried to force some tension, it'd be a good episode because there are parallels between the two, but it just puts me off a bit. Shall we just move on from this one? (laughs) Yeah, let's move on to episode number four, titled Dark Days. Do you remember who this one focused on, Chloe? Of course! Okay, okay, that's gonna make me sound like I'm a massive Mercedes hater. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm, you know, kudos to Mercedes because they are dominant beasts. However, this episode showed um, a very rare, weak, weak Mercedes. Yeah, and, it, and it's, and it's all just... because they used a dedicated livery. <laughs> if you all remember it was the Hockenheim German Grand Prix and Mercedes was celebrating 125 years in motorsport so they decided to go all out um, special livery all of the team dressed up in 1950s gear apart from Lewis Hamilton who was poorly um, yeah Genuinely, <laughs> like so. Poor. Well, he's saying at one point he's like, yeah, he had a fever over forty degrees Celsius. I'm like, he should not be. First off, if he's got a bug, he should not be around everyone, because ne- you do not want everyone else to be getting that bug. Second off, if he's got a fever over forty degrees Celsius, someone take him to the doctors. Like, damn, that man should not be driving. And we were saying like, even if Lewis is saying. No, I still want to do it. At what point do you go, okay, no, you've got a fever over 40. You're clearly not well. This is, you know, it's not worth it. Exactly. But to Mercedes, because they made such a big deal out of this weekend, therefore, of maybe if this was any other weekend, they would have been like, okay, Lewis, feel free to sit out. We'll just put Ocon in the car. But because they made such a big deal out of it, they wanted Lewis Hamilton as their star to play a major role in it. Yeah. But my God. could be their star. (laughs) But is he a world champion, Rachel? No. (laughs) Don't ask me that question. (laughs) But, yeah, this weekend for Mercedes, it was just like one thing after another. And then the race came. Raining. Raining. So automatically, drama. Um, cars, you know, spin ara- spinning around like they're on an ice rink or something. Spinning around by Kylie Minogue. Exactly. And then Lewis, bless him, had a little wobble. Obviously, difficult <laughs> conditions. Which caused... Makes him sound like he had a tantrum. He had a wobble. Lewis had a little wobble. He had a little turn, he did. <laughs> 
Um, so Lewis today, he's been very good, but he did have a little wobble after lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little wobble uh, just before the pit lane, before the pit entry, smashed his front wing, which caused the team to be like, okay, just come into the pits now. So Lewis pulled into the pits and uh, it was so sudden that no one was ready for him. No one was ready, and considering that not only did they need to change the tyres, but also the front wing. It was... Uh. He was in that... That was like a minute, that pit stop. It was, it, it was a minute. No, genuinely, it was a minute. Yeah. And watching those Mercedes guys run around, you could put, like, clown music to the back of that, because they were running around, <laughs> they were crashing into each other. Put, like, the Benny Hill. Like, did did No, that's not Benny Hill. No, da, 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 that one. It was mayhem. And yeah, when he did get back out, obviously, <sighs> what happened then? <laughs> Something happened. Um, well, it was all kind of down to Bottas, wasn't it? Oh, to yeah. To bring home the big points, because he was running at the front. I think he was in P1. If you want, he was in P2. He was, he was, he was running know. at the front. And then... Um, but as is the nature of wet races the track was uh wet and sometimes when the track's wet the cars go for a spin and that's well he didn't go for a spin he went for a slide into the wall which was i quite enjoyed this shot because it was like he didn't have a tinted visor on and they showed his um his face and you could see his eyes sort of going and moving around trying to figure out you know where he was what was going to happen if he could save it and I, I thought that was just a really interesting interesting shot quite enjoyed that i guess because it was a wet race so they don't have any special visors on well they have visors yeah. no special you know whereas with a normal race you don't get that because it's yeah. sunny um but yeah so it all went a bit wrong for mercedes and it was it wasn't interesting but it you got a real different perspective to Mercedes in this episode. You saw the team frustrated. You saw everyone upset. They're not used to messing up. Like, this isn't something that comes frequent to them. So it was just, I don't know, nice to see a different perspective to the team. Nobody's p- no one's perfect. Nobody's perfect by Hannah Montana. Everybody, Everybody makes, makes mistakes. mistakes. Everybody, Everybody has... has those days Those <laughs> days <laughs> it was also a nice episode that one well, nice sad those feelings because at the start of the episode they spoke a lot about Nicky Lauda because this was the year that he passed away and so I thought it was nice that they dedicated quite a bit of time to him and what he's done to help Mercedes as they should get to the top and what a legend I found that really what touching actually like, if I nice. was in more of a sensitive mood, I probably would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... I don't cry. No, I'm pathetic. That's, we, we average each other out. Cool. <laughs> I've, no, but legit, for the listener's sake, I've never cried at a movie or a TV show or a book or anything. And it's not that I I like force myself not to, or it's not that I think you shouldn't. I think people should cry when they're emotional I'm, I'm an advocate for crying i've just it like it doesn't come to me 
when I watch movies. And I've watched Marley and Me. I was literally going to say, I cannot watch that film. I remember, like, vividly crying when I was, like, nine or something watching that film. I can't watch it because it just breaks me. But it's not only Marley and me. I could list them to you. <laughs> I'm not going to because that's embarrassing for my sake. I just get so invested. What's the most embarrassed? What's the film you're most embarrassed about saying that you cried at? Oh, God. While you're thinking about that, I'll give an embarrassing film fact. One time I watched a Lego movie every day for a week. Um, That's that's just a fact. My family weren't too happy about it, I don't think. But I did it anyway. Uh, It's a good film. I mean, this this was a good few years ago. This wasn't recently. But, I don't know, Lego Lego movie, just a... Of a fun film. Whilst I've been thinking, I think I've just established that I only really cry badly in f- when I'm watching films when someone or something dies. I think that's the trigger because I watched um, a romance film. Oh, this is so boring. I watched it called One Day, and it's got Anne Hathaway in. She died. I cried. Um, I watched the last. I rhyme all the time. <laughs> I rhyme all the time. <laughs> I remember crying watching the last song, which had Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth in. I think her dad died. I cried. So yeah, it's like a poem. Yeah. <laughs> where where has this podcast turned? <laughs> How did we? Oh God! Right. Let's go back to Drive to Survive. <laughs> I mean. We could. I mean, I'd rather not, considering what's coming up. Titanic. <laughs> That's the next episode. <laughs> That's in the one because Jack dies. Wow, I really figured something Spoilers. out here. Spoilers. What if what if people haven't watched Titanic? What if they don't know what happens in Titanic, Chloe? I am so you just sorry. just spoiled Titanic for the masses. If no one's watched the Titanic, I do apologise. However, it was released over 20 years ago. <laughs> we'll be releasing a statement soon. Chloe will be leaving the podcast. Uh. Feel free to cancel me. <laughs> I'll put it. I'll cancel. put a statement on the Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for spoiling Titanic. <laughs> isn't it like one of like the highest grossing films of all time? Like yeah, I, it, it was, was the it was a while. And then I think Avatar Avatar overtook it, and then... One of the uh, Avengers. Avengers Infinity War, and then did Endgame overtake Infinity War? Yeah, but now I think I've read that Avatar's back at the top because it was re-released in, like, a country again randomly. So from the box office of that... I'm going to ask very reputable source Wikipedia for that. I might have just spewed some fake news. Hey, you know, if you were just did for inflation, it's gone with the wind. No, it is Avatar. I knew it! <laughs> According to Wikipedia. Well, we'll trust Wikipedia in this instance. Which, in my opinion, should not be the highest grossing movie of all time. The only reason why was because it was the first real movie that really used 3D technology. Yeah. The movie itself is it's not great. You know, Minions is the twenty-first highest-growing film of all time. <laughs> Why? Live, laugh, love. 
Right, we, we really do need to get onto these episodes. No, we, we don't. We don't. Rachel's, no, we Rachel's don't really delaying this because if you're new to the podcast... Or Have I told you about the Norwegian butter crisis? Rachel, no. This is not the time. <laughs> not the time for a butter crisis, Rachel. Rachel is a huge Pierre Gasly fan. Massive stuff. Oh, well, he's my favourite. He's my favourite. He's her favourite, okay? So the next... You know, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not, like... I have I like all the drivers on the grid. He's just my favourite. Maybe it's season three, episode six, a comeback kid of Drive to Survive. But you know. And because Pierre is Rachel's favourite, the next two episodes are fairly painful. <laughs> yeah. Um this is way more dramatic than it needs to be. Basically Yeah. So we've got we've got episode yeah, we've got episode five. Great expectations. So Pierre promoted to red bull very exciting he, he looks so strange like in the red bull outfit like it is just odd seeing him in it it is odd definitely um so the episode starts pierre's been promoted and obviously there's talk of all these expectations from him you know high hopes he'd been doing so well at Torresso. it was just assumed that that performance would be emulated in the Red Bull seat and as we all know that wasn't necessarily the case yeah <laughs> I don't know how much you want to get into this because we have debated no. this a lot it's okay well I think well we've not debated it we've discussed it a lot it's it's a it's a hard thing you know the whole idea of Pierre being demoted or all that because it's like was he underperforming to what Red Bull wanted. Yeah. But had Red Bull also had in that other seat for the past like they like Daniel and Max were together for <laughs> makes one of them relationship were partnered at Red Bull for what, three and a half years? So Red Bull were kind of used to having essentially two number one drivers. And two you know, Daniel was experienced and Max is like, Max is a rare, Max is a rare driver because he, he, Max is excellent. He's one of the best drivers on the grid, will be a future multiple time world champion. I'm certain of it. So Max obviously did very well coming in. And so I feel like Red Bull's expectations were almost too high. But then that pressure probably pushed on Pierre and probably made him mentally not in the right place to have made the step up and all culminated in 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 not fun times yeah i think obviously it's difficult as they said pierre had them two crashes in testing in the pre-season which obviously would have knocked his confidence a bit and i think that would have knocked their how they saw him. I think that puts him on the back foot immediately. They go, Red, oh, I we don't know about I personally this guy. think Red Bull knew that Pierre wouldn't be able to match Max. However, they wanted someone who could at least keep up to the top cars. They wanted a second car to be able, not to be massively close to Max, but to stay within at least the top five, top six. And, you know, when it got to the mid-season and that just wasn't the case, they were like, okay, do we just stick this out? 
or do we get someone new in, give him that driver a trial for the remainder of the season, we'll compare them both and then decide for the next season. My thoughts on it are that if I, if I was a team principal, I would maybe give them the, the season, just because I think half a season in a new car maybe just isn't enough. And we, we know now, in hindsight, that that Red Bull is not easy to drive. It's been said by n- numerous, numerous people. And then, I, so, it, it's really, it really is. It, it is, is really tricky. Decision. And at the end of the day, you know, they did what they did. And I think it was, it ended up being good, f- good for Pierre. Unfortunately, bad for Alex, in a way, who came in and replaced Pierre. And now I think Red Bull have gotten to a point now where they've got the right idea. Get someone who's more experienced rather than pulling up either a rookie or someone yeah. who's only been in the sport for a year. They've got someone more experienced to drive at the team. So I think they've got the right idea now. But I think at the time, because they were so used to having that same pairing for so long, that they just stru- like they put too high expectations on both Pierre and Alex and ended up that. Because at the end of the day, if they'd had a good driver pairing like a solid driver pairing in 2019 and 2020, then they would have had a much better shot at constructors than they ended up having. Which is why I think now they are up there. Obviously, the car's very, very good and all that. But, you know, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Oh, my God, we've been going for so long. I've just realised. Have we actually? Yeah. <laughs> uh, episode six, um, we had Alex at Red Bull this time uh, but I think the most sort of the biggest part of the episode was uh, An- Antoine Hubert's crash that it was really sad yeah yeah <laughs> that's bless it really emotional and it's horrible yeah not getting too much into it but that, it, it's an emotional episode so we'll move on wasn't that the <laughs> highest rated episode uh, that was that's the high uh, the highest rated that season on IMDb and the second highest rated of the whole Drive to Survive trilogy. Episode seven titled what's it titled? Seeing red. I wonder why. It's because it's about Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, More tension. Tension between Seb and Charles. Yeah, no no mention of a certain technical directive. <laughs> But an engine. I guess. I guess it was just. I guess they just didn't include it. Maybe because they were told not to. But also the fact that during the season, no one was aware. Like no one knew when they were winning that you know they had a dodgy engine. The funny thing is though, is that they have. So they have Monza, where Charles wins. He win. He won at Spa. He wins at Monza. Charles Leclerc is the winner of the Italian Grand Prix. Then they have Singapore where Seb wins after, you know, there was a pit stop where the strategy ended up, Seb came out in front of Charles, Charles was like, what? (laughs) Sochi, where there's team orders, and Seb's like, no. And then Austin, which is a race after the technical directive was issued, where you've got Charles' engine in what I assume was FP3, has a problem, replaces engine, and Seb gets suspension failure, and yeah. Renault. <laughs> this was, I think, this episode, the Renault episode, I think is my f- the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah. 
I think Cyril is just brilliant. He's, without meaning to, he's so entertaining. He just comes across as such an awkward guy. <laughs> he's so awkward. It's incredible. Bless him. So, we, so this is focused around, more so around Nico at Renault. And we've got the start where it's like Nico's never had a podium before. Someone get this man a podium, please. And then we go to Canada, where there's team orders and Nico's told to hold position and essentially not race Daniel. How frustrating. He wasn't a happy chappy. That's an understatement. You understand why, because as a driver, you want to be fighting, Mm. but then on the other hand, you're in a team made up of thousands of people. This isn't just about you. You need to be sensible. Yeah, they need to secure points and get in a comfortable enough position in the championship. So stuff goes on. Nico, you know, is like, uh, not happy. Cyril's like, I'll let you race next time. (laughs) We get Daniel shouting out to the masses. Nico! Smashed it. And then they have perhaps some of the funniest editing of the entire series. <sighs> Nico sat like in this room by himself, like focusing. He's not doing anything, he's focusing. Then you cut to Daniel juggling like three avocados or something. Then Nico's focusing, he's like throwing a ball. We cut to Daniel, he's going to a bakery. <laughs> he's having a great time. Cut to Nico. Now he's lying down on the bed. He's focusing. He's looking at the ceiling. Cut to Daniel. Talking about how it's five o'clock somewhere. So time for a drink. Like. It was just brilliant. And it wasn't necessary. But they did it anyway. But I th- they were trying to portray so like. Funny. Nico's all down in the dumps. And Daniel's here living his best life. Uh, it's it was, funny. Oh, It was so Good editing. Funny. So then they go to France. Which is where uh, Daniel got a penalty for overtaking outside of track limits, which took him out of the points. Angry Cyril. Daniel, you know better. You know better than to do that. And then it's at this point where I have written down and where I go, I realise that the worst part of Drive to Survive Season 4 will be that there's no Cyril. Because I can't wait till Season 3, the Renault episode as well. Because it's just, again, Cyril being funny, not meaning to, but just by being himself. Then we get the quote. I don't think I have the exact quote, but Cyril goes something like, My life expectancy will be shorter if I don't deliver. And, like, I know he's talking about his ex- like his time as a team principal. But, like, has anyone actually heard from Cyril? Is he okay? Has anyone made sure that he's still around? Like, because he didn't deliver. <laughs> a little. So, like, can someone go check on him? error in translation i think there <laughs> bless him yeah just funny <laughs> we get a lovely little clip of esteban ocon oh uh, they're at hockenheim in the cart with his manager toto wolf who then goes on the phone to cyril race winner esteban ocon i should say what a guy as we you know as we find out in the episode Esteban Ocon then goes to Renault and out drops Nico Hülkenberg. 
To never return. We also... Oh, that's a lie. He does return. What the hell am I going on about? Does he? My mind's... No, th- no this, this gets announced before the end of the season, so he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are you okay? Sorry, it's late. Chloe, it's late. are you okay? It's really late now. It's okay. I was just meaning that he was dropped, and that was it. That was his last season. <laughs> No, we'd spoken about the bloody British GP before, Chloe. I know he come back, but it was his. Come on, it was his. You know he come back. I knew he come back, but this was his. This was his last full season. Full time. Full time. Anyway. <laughs> so then we we also have Germany, which he's running, in what, P two. Or P1? P2. This was pain, man. This was... It was so painful. And it's watching... I didn't even know the exact result of the race, but I, I knew that Nico Hülkenberg still doesn't have a podium. That was, like, his best shot at scoring a podium. This was the weekend when Mercedes had their nightmare. It was raining. He was sailing in P2. That podium was his... Like, even if he was overtaken, he could have still got P3. But then he just lost it. He just, he went for, he went for his slide. And he can't, he can't even blame the car, bless him. <laughs> that was fully Nico. Oh, dear. Funny thing is, as well, at the end of the episode, Cyril goes, I think Nico is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, doesn't laugh. He's and then that's right near the end of the episode. And I'm like looking at Chloe, like, please do not tell me that Cyril dropped Nico because he thought he was cursed. Maybe he's cursed. Maybe he is. Maybe Cyril's onto something. Cyril is absolutely onto something. Maybe this is why we haven't heard from Cyril. He knows too much. He has been taken with the demigods. <laughs> So that was the Renault episode, which was probably my favourite episode of them all, just because Cyril is hilarious. And it was also genuine sort of drama and emotion. They didn't really have to force anything, because Nico was, did lose his seat, and did go through hardships in those races. Agreed. Uh, then, there was, then there was a Williams episode. You can probably guess, it's called Blood, Sweat and Tears, it's about Williams just being bad. The shocking thing that really shocked you, though, was that you found out that Williams actually missed part of the testing. Yeah, they missed testing because the car wasn't working. It wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. Oh, my gosh. That's... I could, yeah, that was... <sighs> Dark days there was a lot. Williams. Yeah, there was a lot of shots as well of uh, George Russell, Robert Kubitzer and Claire Williams playing on the scale electrics. Mate, they needed... It just went on for a while. <laughs> they were struggling for content. <laughs> they were like, just stick them on the, on the fun car game. Also, we noted kudos to George Russell, because although being in a rookie, he was a rookie that season, he had the cojones to be like, guys, mm. this is crap. This is yeah, not good. Yeah, he had the big old cojones. You need to fix this. And I was like, fair, yeah. fair, fair play, mate. Lando Norris in his first season. I don't think he would have been as ballsy as that. Big up George Russell. Big up George Russell. A man who knows what he wants. 
and he wants it now and he wants the mercedes seats so now we have the last episode of the season checkered flag and this episode takes mostly part at interlagos uh, in interlagos and it focuses mostly on pierre alex and as zach brown would say carlos carlos signs <laughs> so interlagos 2019 oh dear ferrari oh dear ferrari yeah this was oh a bit ferrari. of a mad one as well wasn't it mine got muster sign mine got muster sign oh dear ferrari that's i just have that written down in my notes oh dear ferrari <laughs> they touched uh they were both out well done guys you've brought that upon yourselves valtteri bottas goes out engine failure Opening up at the top, and who's running at the front of the race? Near the front of the race? Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly in the Toro Rosso. He had no right to be there, but he was. <laughs> Funny thing was, a uh, safety car comes out, and Lewis. <laughs> I can't remember what he says on the radio, but he obviously is very surprised at the fact that he's actually got to say, like, he's actually racing Pierre. He obviously thought that he was about to lap Pierre <laughs> in the Toro Rosso. It's quite amusing. And then you've got Carlos running not far behind. And Alex Albon is in P2 looking at getting his first ever podium in Formula 1. Until... But <laughs> Lewis Hamilton just saw this kid and he goes, I don't think you should be allowed to race on this track. And gives him a little tap. Tap on the tap on the booty, uh, and that was enough for Alex to just woo. We're we're big Lewis Hamilton fans, but even he'd admit that was an error of his judgment. Oh and yeah, apologi- I'm pretty sure he yeah, said he apologized yeah. to Alex for that. That was a bit yeah. sucky. But then that put Pierre Gasly in the Toro Rosso up into P2. Lewis couldn't get past him, so we've got a podium. Max Verstappen. Pierre Gasly in the Toro Rosso. Let's go, lad. And Lewis Hamilton in P3. But oh, wait. But wait. What did the Is FIA? Is that the FIA I hear? <laughs> the very delayed. They give Lewis a penalty, which puts Carlos Sainz into P3 for his first podium in Formula 1 and McLaren's first podium in a little while. Why does it take the FIA so long to make a decision? Like, literally, when Lewis is there going, that was my bad. Sorry. I remember. Like, come on. Like, at the time, fans waiting for news, even on Ted's notebook, most of Ted's notebook was spent inside the McLaren garage with the media and with the team just waiting for some news. It shouldn't be like that, especially, like, especially as Lewis had stood on the podium with the trophy, did all the celebrations, and then to be told after the race oh no actually you were penalised <laughs> give us your trophy I don't know I just feel like these decisions could be sped up a little bit I understand why it takes so, just a tad I understand why it takes a while though but they're taking a joke it's a bit of a joke who am I to, who am I to be telling the FIA <laughs> <laughs> we're the new FIA yeah watch out yeah we're just going to give everyone... It. No, we're not going to do anything. We're going to blindfold ourselves during the races and then just pretend nothing's I happening. I honestly think we, you know, are novices. 
But I think that we could make better judgments than the FIA. We could make more consistent ones, that's for sure. Probably not better, but more consistent. Because the consistency is a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no biases. <laughs> we have no biases at all. No. Not to... F- no. no. Genuinely, though... Pierre Gelsley, who? Charles Leclerc. who? Charles Leclerc, remember that race this season? That wasn't what, even uh, investigated. Austria, one of them, too. Wasn't even investigated. If I was mm. the FIA... That would have at least got an investigation. Probably even a penalty. So, hmm. Oh. <laughs> i tell you what wouldn't have got if a penalty. Lando Norris overtaking Perez. <laughs> hey, if I was uh, the FIA, then every Formula One car would be required to have a horn. <laughs> you could, you <laughs> wouldn't be able to hear it anyway over the... Um, engines unless the horns were connected to like loudspeakers around the track so every time oh, a driver hit one it would just blast out from somewhere <laughs> imagine though there's a little graphic on screen as well where if a driver's press it flashes up red next to the driver going they're, they're getting angry <laughs> getting angry <laughs> that'd be so good but yeah season 2 Drive to Survive Better than season one, definitely. Generally quite good. I like how they've they, they sort of figured out the format of have one storyline generally per episode. Then the, the last episode can kind of be the culmination. They got into the flow of it. And yeah. yeah. Now I said we'd cover okay. news. However, we are running very tight on time. What What's your favourite bit of news? Um, um, um. Go, just go quickly, and I'll give a one-word reaction. Okay, let's blast to through it. it. Dutch Grand Prix, 100% going ahead with two-thirds nice. capacity. Nice, but low-key scared for Lewis. Moving on. Scared for Lewis. Um, <laughs> Aston Martin have said they've improved every visible part of the car since Bahrain, but now have shifted their focus to next year. Sebastian Vettel, 2022 world champion. Aston Martin have withdrew their appeal against Vettel's disqualification from the Hungarian Grand Prix. Such a pity. <laughs> Genuinely. Wah. Um, wah, wah. Hey, wait, sorry. I know we've gone over, but I can I just say, I have the worst look in Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart? Mario Party. Ever. We played it yesterday. My look was down the drain. Down the gutter. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna add any more. Um, hey. Background info to that. You know, I might just leave it there. At least you got a bonus star. Who was I winning? Did get a bonus Who was winning? Me. Until the very end, when Luigi got handed. Bloody Luigi! How dare he? <laughs> he got handed a bonus star and robbed me from the win. What did Luigi do? What did he do? I can't even remember. That win was robbed. Fuming. That was mine. Friggin... Who was I? Was I Waluigi? Justice for Waluigi. You, you were you were Waluigi. I was Wario. Waluigi. Justice for Waluigi. I feel like... I feel like Max after Silverstone. <laughs> no, I don't. That's too far, too far. That's too far. That's too far. Oh, dear. Feel free to edit that out. 
Maybe I will, maybe I won't. <laughs> uh, right. Um, no more news, as this is three days later than the first one was recorded. So, <laughs> that's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? Season three! Se- season three, season three. We're going to get to watch season three, episode six, The so Comeback Kid. Let's go! Yeah, the whole podcast episode next week is just Rachel talking about It's going to be six. episode six and episode nine. That's it. No more episodes. <laughs> so, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then please make sure to follow us on our socials. You probably already do. At the Rookies F1 on Instagram and at the Rookies F1 on Twitter Ooh, and YouTube. Probably already do. Let's face it, most of our listeners come from Twitter, so thanks. Let's go, lads. Twitter gang. Shout out to you gang, all. And uh, make sure to tune in next week and have a simply, a simply lovely, lovely day. day. Bye. <laughs>